Hi, need a ride? Hop on in. I'm headed to Julia's Trucking Cafe. Come on, let's go. We made it just in time. Come on, let's go get a seat. Hey everybody, welcome to Julia's Truck at Cafe. Everybody get a seat? Get something to drink? Great, now just sit back and enjoy the show. I have lots of news to cover, so we'll get right to it. An FMCSA orders a truck driver off of the road after striking two pedestrians in six months. The Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, or the FMCSA as we all know it in the trucking industry, has issued an out-of-service order to an Ohio truck driver after he struck and killed two pedestrians on the shoulder of the highway within a six-month period. Back in December, right after Christmas, the FMCSA issued a federal out-of-service order to the truck driver Doug A. Jones. The out-of-service order declares Jones to be an eminent hazard to public safety and forbids him to operate a truck on the interstate. Good for them! According to a news release from the FMCSA, Twice in the past six months, Jones has struck an individual while operating a tractor trailer. In both instances, the person was killed. The FMCSA says that the first incident occurred on June 2nd of 2018 on I-81 in Pennsylvania when Jones fatally struck a person who was standing outside of a disabled vehicle on the shoulder of the interstate. Uh, in other words, they were on the side of 81 and their car was broke down and he comes tooling along and strikes them. Following the pedestrian strike, or hitting this pedestrian, Jones was charged with careless driving, causing death of another person, driving a vehicle at a speed greater than is reasonable and prudent under the conditions, in other words, driving too fast for conditions, driving outside of a single lane before ascertaining if the movement can be safely made, in other words, changing lanes erratically, failing to wear a properly adjusted and fastened seatbelt. Now, the second incident reportedly occurred on December 2018, on Highway 33 in Union County, Ohio. During this incident, the FMCSA says that Jones crossed over the fog line of the highway and fatally struck a construction worker who was standing near a parked vehicle. And the fog line, what they consider that is the white line. A lot, and what I see here is the person was a surveyor and he was going probably surveying in the median strip how they like to do it for highway improvements and such and Jones pretty much ran him over. The FMCSA says that Jones did not stop 
after this collision. The pedestrian strike is still under investigation by local law enforcement. In other news, a teen driver is lucky to be alive after veering head-on in front of a semi. Their police are still trying to figure out what caused the teen to swerve into the path of the semi. A truck driver and a teen driver who struck him head-on are both lucky to have survived this collision that was captured on a dash cam in New Ham- on New Hampshire roadway. The incident happened the morning of Tuesday, January 22nd in Dublin, New Hampshire. Authorities say an 18-year-old Samuel Lachance was driving a Jeep westbound on Route 101 when he swerved over to the eastbound lanes, striking an oncoming semi. The crash caused the semi-truck's fuel tanks to rupture, resulting in a massive fire. He must have hit him pretty hard. He was a Ken State College he was a freshman in college, and he was, but he was seriously injured. But at le- you know, at least he wasn't killed. A third vehicle was also involved in this crash. The two men inside that vehicle, Mark Kramer and his son John, were able to pull a chance out of the wreckage of the Jeep. Neither John or Mark Kramer were hurt. A truck driver, 66-year-old Jane. Morenci was able to get out of the truck and was taken to the hospital for treatment of minor injuries. Well, a chance was seriously injured, suffering burns, cuts, and traumatic brain injury, but he is re- expected to recover. It's a horrific, it's very unfortunate, and he, I'm glad everyone survived, Morenci later said. That was the truck driver. Police are still not sure why LaChance crashed, and you can view in the show notes the video on the bottom of this article. A lot of times I cannot put it in um, for my email list subscribers because it is copyright protected, and I don't really want to get a ding, but if you come back and look at the show notes for this show this article will be posted in the show notes. An update to last week's story about the driver that followed his GPS onto a bridge and he collapsed it and it was six tons. An Arkansas official has suggested that a truck driver's language barrier may have been the reason that he did not heed the signs that warned him off of a six ton wooden bridge that he ultimately caused to collapse. The bridge collapse happened on January 30th around 8 p.m. in Yell County, Arkansas. Officials say that the truck driver en route to Danville with a load of chicken followed his GPS to the Dale Bend Bridge, which was marked with signs forbidding trucks heavier than six ton. Of course, the bridge is going to collapse, and he sent the truck down into the Petite Jean River. The truck driver worked out of a California-based trucking company, U.S. City Link, Inc., but he was able to escape from the partially submerged vehicle and was not injured. As the investigation into the incident continued into Thursday, Yell County Office of Emergency Management Director Jeff Gilkey said that he believed that a language barrier may have been the reason that the truck driver did not understand or obey the weight limit sign. He was about 64,000 pounds over the weight limit, Gilkey said. Yeah, think. Removing the truck has proven to be a complicated process. Gilkey says that it will probably take at least a 100-ton crane to remove the truck from the river. Officials say it could take up to a year to replace the Dale Bend Bridge, which was built in 1930. In other news, a new bill would expand standard ground 
gun rights. A bill similar to this was defeated in 2017. A Tennessee lawmaker recently introduced new, quote, stand your ground, unquote, legislation that would strengthen protections for those who use deadly force to defend themselves from civil or criminal prosecution. Republican Representative Bruce Griffey introduced Bill HB 409 in the Tennessee General Assembly on Thursday, January 31st. The new legislation would work to strengthen existing self-defense immunity laws in the state of Tennessee. If passed, the bill would give truck drivers more authority to defend themselves from threats while operating in Tennessee. This does not cover any other state. This only covers the state of Tennessee. Uh, Let me forewarn you about that. The bill would expand protections for anyone who justifiably uses or threatens to use force to defend themselves from facing any type of criminal prosecution under local, state, or federal law in the state of Tennessee. The bill would specifically protect the person who uses force in self-defense from arrest, detainment, charging, or indictment by law enforcement. The bill's protections do not apply to the use of deadly force against law enforcement officers, however. Well, of course not. The bill would also protect anyone who uses force in self-defense from civil prosecution in most instances. A similar bill failed to pass through the Tennessee legislature back in 2017. If the bill passes, Tennessee would join the ranks of dozens of other states that already have firm stand your ground laws on the books so it does not protect you against pulling a gun on a law enforcement officer of course but it does protect you if somebody's trying to break into your truck with road rage or something like that you can't run around brandishing a gun to people because you're mad because they cut you off or anything like that it is simply kind of almost and I'm, I, I am only, this is my personal opinion, I would think it is similar to that castle doctrine where you, this truck is your castle and you're protecting yourself in case someone is trying to break into your truck. It is not for you to brandish. It is not for you to threaten people with or anything like that. It is simply self-protection. I want to make that clear. In other news, a lawmaker reportedly plans to reintroduce bills to exempt small carriers from the ELDs. A petition asking the Trump administration for support of the two bills has also recently been created. A new report suggests that a Minnesota lawmaker has plans to reintroduce two bills that would exempt some truckers from ELD regulation requirements. Representative Colin Peterson will soon be reintroducing bills HB 4948 and HB 5939 in the House of Representatives, according to reporting from Transportation Nation. Transportation Nation says that they have acknowledged of Peterson's plans to reintroduce the bills from an unnamed source who spoke with them only on the condition of anonymity. Of course. It kind of sounds like the Democrats, don't it? I didn't say that, did I? Are y'all laughing at me? Both bills were initially introduced by Peterson in May of 2018, but neither received enough support from other lawmakers to make it out of committee to the floor of the House for a vote. Neither piece of legislation was supported by, at the time, Speaker of the House Paul Ryan or Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, also according to the report. 
HB 5948 would exempt small carriers, those who own or operate 10 or fewer trucks, from having to comply with ELD requirements. HB 54 or I'm sorry, HB 5949 would exempt truck drivers who are hauling agricultural products from ELD, ELD requirements. That has already been an exemption, is agriculture haulers and livestock haulers have already ha- has their exemption. Both bills would still require that truck drivers use paper logs and that they comply with the all hours of service regulations. CDL Life has reached out to Peterson's office for confirmation of these reports on his plans to reintroduce the bills, but he has not immediately responded to our request. A petition in support of the HB 5948 and HB 5949 has been created asking the Trump administration for help in reintroducing the bills in the House. The petition, which currently has less than 200 signatures, would need 100,000 signatures in 30 days in order to receive a review from the White House. If you would like to sign the petition, there is a link saying you could click here to view or to sign it and this will be in this article in the show notes and the article would be under lawmaker reportedly plans to reintroduce bills to exempt small carriers from ELDs that's where you would find it you could also find it on cdllife.com this episode of Julia's Trucking Cafe is brought to you by Julia's Virtual Assistant Service have you ever thought about hiring a virtual assistant do you even know what a virtual assistant is Well, may I suggest you contact Julia's Virtual Assistant Service to find out how they can help you and your business. Do you have things that you hate doing? Are you an owner-operator and have receipts that you have to turn into your accountant? Well, hand them over to Julia's Virtual Assistant Service and concentrate on the things that you like doing. From basic website design, social media marketing, bookkeeping to transcription, Julia's Virtual Assistant Service can help you and your business with the things that you hate doing. Any task that you have, just hand it over to them. Contact Julia's Virtual Assistant Service today by going to their website at juliasvaservice.com. That's Julia's, V as in Victor, A as in Apple, service.com, juliasvaservice.com for all of your virtual assistant needs. If you happen to have something that is not listed on their website, please feel free to shoot them an email and request any kind of a quote and they'll be more than happy to give you a, a quote free quote they have fast turnaround times and economical prices now breaking news two major pileups happened in wisconsin where i'm at over the weekend one was on i-90-94 like you're going to minnesota and the other one was on i-39 between wassa and merrill the one on I-9094 had over 30 vehicles involved, and the one on Interstate 39 between Wassa and Merrill had over 20 vehicles involved. This was because of changing weather conditions. It happened Sunday morning, and the roads were extremely cold because here in Wisconsin, it was like in the negative digits on Saturday, and then it started to snow. Well, when that happens, that snow hitting the ground will automatically freeze and what happens icy conditions it was like a skating rink out there 
big trucks were jackknifing. They were going into the median strip. Then it just started a chain reaction. Please, please, please. I bet anybody that's listening to the show now in the future in adverse weather conditions, slow down. Take your foot off the gas. You don't have to be slamming on your brakes. Slow down. I cannot stress that enough. Don't have to be going 80 miles an hour. There is no call for it. Just because you have four-wheel drive, nothing helps anybody on ice. Take your foot off the foot feed. Let it the vehicle slow down on its own. Whether you have a car, a pickup truck, especially one pulling a trailer, a semi truck, it doesn't matter. Just take your foot off the foot feed and slow down. When you're coming up the bridges, you don't break before a bridge. Just Take your foot off the foot feed so you can glide across the bridge. And Because once you start slamming on your brakes, that's when you lose control. That's when you spin out. That's when you start sliding and start doing a 360. And one biggest fear that I have, and I'll be honest with everybody, all my listeners out here. The biggest fear I have driving this semi-truck in 30 years is somebody would lose control on an icy road in front of me be doing a 360 donut and I won't be able to stop how do you think that would make me feel by killing somebody hurting somebody because I couldn't stop in time and and run them over that's what us drivers think about on a daily basis please just slow down now in other news again a truck driver takes the ditch to avoid a stopped police cruiser the driver swerved off the road to avoid a collision with a police troop trooper stopped on the shoulder a local news crew captured startling video of a truck driver making a last minute save to avoid hitting a parked police cruiser in pennsylvania the incident was caught on camera around 11 in the morning on Tuesday, last week, Tuesday, February 5th, on I-81 in West Hanover Township. He was actually a um, hauling a, a side dump dump bed, one of those half-round dump dump trucks, going too fast. Officers were already on scene investigating a prior shooting death of a motorist whose body was found outside his vehicle near mile marker 75 on 81. As police were investigating, a semi-truck driver came upon slow traffic for the investigation and was unable to stop and crashed off the interstate jackknifing into a wooden area of the road in order to avoid hitting the park police car and the officer walking towards it. So that incident was under investigation. He was just going too dang fast. There's no call for this, people. In other news, some good news. A truck driver is recognized for saving fellow trucker moments before his rig exploded. On Wednesday, February 6th, a truck driver was honored for his heroic actions that saved the life of a fellow trucker in December. The incident occurred back on December 8th at the Coca-Cola plant in Jacksonville, Florida, where both drivers were making deliveries. According to the local news, truck driver Bradley Camp arrived at the facility just after midnight and went to sleep in his sleeper as he waited to get unloaded around 6.30 in the morning. Four hours later, Peter Lester driving for Carol Fulmer Logistics, pulled into the facility and noticed that Camp's truck was on fire. Lester called 911 immediately after noticing that the cab of the truck was on fire. 
Although he was unaware that anyone was inside the burning truck, Lester decided to get closer to the fire and started honking his horn repeatedly just in case anyone was inside. The honking was enough to wake driver Bradley Camp, who was still sleeping inside the rig as it burned. Camp says the first thought came to his mind after being woken up was, Why is this driver blaring his horn at me? Then he smelled the smoke and realized that his truck was on fire. Moments after Camp exited his truck, the rig exploded, nearly consuming the whole truck. Camp suffered only a minor burn on one finger, and no one else was injured. Despite the life-saving effort, the two drivers were not able to meet that night, as firefighters and rescue workers quickly took over the scene. On Wednesday, the two drivers finally met face-to-face at Carroll Fulmer Logistics headquarters in Groveland, Florida, during a special ceremony held to honor Lester's heroic efforts. During the ceremony, Lester received a glass plaque from his company that read, Presented to Peter Lester for your heroic actions on December 8, 2018. Camp says he's eternally grateful for Lester's actions. The two men have exchanged numbers and vowed to stay in touch. I always enjoy those kind of stories. Now, in other news, nine states are considering increasing their speed limits. Just what we need. And several states are also planning to eliminate their speed differentials. Lawmakers in several states have recently introduced or passed legislation to get rid of speed limit differentials or to increase speed limits for all drivers. The new year brings with it a new legislative session, and many lawmakers seem to have speed on their minds. In these nine states, speed differentials and speed limits could be changing in the near future. Minnesota, the DOT there recently announced that they will be increasing their speed limits from 55 to 60. Wow! On more than 5,000 miles of state highways for both cars and trucks. This change will go into effect as soon as the new speed limit signs are put in place, which is expected to occur in the spring of this year. A newly introduced bill would increase speed limits on Iowa interstates from 70 to 75 for both passenger and commercial vehicles. In California, California, what? What? No, say it ain't so. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Currently, California has a major speed limit deferential for trucks, while speed limits in many areas are set for passenger vehicles at 65 or 70. Commercial vehicle speed limits are set at 55. However, a new bill brought forward by Assemblyman Randy Vopel would increase the speed limit for trucks to 65 mile an hour, but only in rural rural areas. Y'all laughing at me? In Indiana, a lawmaker in Indiana is considering eliminating the speed differentials that currently keep trucks over 26,000 pounds at 65 miles an hour, while cars allowed to travel at 70. The introduction of the third legislative attempt by Representative Mike Islesworth to eliminate speed in differentials. In Missouri, a newly introduced bill would raise maximum speed limit on rural interstates and freeways of the state from 70 to 75 for both cars and trucks. In North Dakota, Lawmakers are currently considering a bill that would increase speed limits for both cars and trucks, would increase the speed limit on highways to 75 and on the interstate to 80. Oklahoma are considering legislation that would increase speed limits for all vehicles on the Oklahoma Turnpike from 75 to 80. Oregon 
Newly proposed bill would allow transportation officials in Portland to choose speed limits for the city roadways. Oh, boy. Rather than allowing the Oregon Department of Transportation to set those speeds. Any of those House bills that you would like to look at, there are links in this article that will be in the show notes uh, under the show notes page on the website. Study is out that has shown ELDs have not decreased semi-truck traffic crashes. Excuse me. Let me say that again. A study is out that shows ELDs have not decreased semi-truck crashes. I'll get crashes out eventually. Yeah, think? A new study published this month in February examined the effects of the FMCSA ELD mandate on commercial vehicle crashes uh, rates a year after the regulation went into effect. Researchers with the University of Arkansas and Northeastern University published a study called Did the Electronic Logging Device Mandate Reduce Accidents? in January 2019. Well, heck, all they had to do was come and ask me and I would have told them no. Jeez. The study was conducted using detailed data from millions of driver inspections and all federally recorded crashes from January 1st, 2017 through September 1st, 2018 to assess the effectiveness of the mandate. I just cannot talk. The main takeaway from the study was that while compliance with the HOS hours of service regulations did increase, the commercial vehicle crash rate did not go down. Well, did you really, people, did you really expect it to? Because what are we doing? Okay, I'm going to get a little editorial right here. Let me finish reading the story and then I'll do my editorial. From the study, quote, using a difference in different strategy we show the mandate clearly achieved its first order effect drivers increased their compliance with hours of service regulations with drivers for small carriers most effective because many large carriers had already adopted the ELDs and violated hours of service regulations infrequently prior to the mandate however there is no evidence to suggest that the number of accidents decreased further Researchers found that the ELD mandate may have even had a negative impact on crash rates for smaller trucking companies. Quote, our results show that accident counts for smaller carriers did not fall relative to large carriers and may have increased. Researchers say that the average number of weekly truck crashes before the mandate went into effect was 1,717 accidents during the soft enforcement period during which the truckers were not being placed out of service for ELD violations, the weekly crash rate increased to 1,912 accidents. That's 11.4% increase. (gasps) During the strict enforcement period that began in April, the weekly crash rate dropped to 1,703 accidents per week, which is only a 0.8% decrease. It is worthwhile to note that the study did not look into who was at fault, passenger vehicle drivers or commercial vehicle drivers, in those crashes that were reported. Researchers also found that ELD regulations may be increasing risky driving behaviors among drivers who work for small trucker companies because they are trying to make up for lost time. Quote, further, drivers for small carriers appear to have increased their frequency of unsafe driving. Example, speeding. 
in response to the productivity losses caused by the mandate, which could explain why accidents did not decrease. And there's a link in the bottom of the article if you'd like to access the full study. Now, my editorial on this would be what they researchers also found. We are put, being more and more pushed for time with the 14-hour uh, um, rule. And we have to constantly hurry up, hurry up, hurry up and go. Only take a 30-minute break. We can't take a, you know, it's hard to take a nap or anything. Um, today, I have to load at 7 o'clock tonight. Well, I'm up most of the day recording this show, researching the show and everything. I still want to take a nap for a few hours this afternoon, so I'm not so tired. I don't know if I'm going to drive or not all night tonight. I haven't made up my mind yet. It depends upon the road conditions. It also depends upon if I can get around Chicago. I have to research all that first. I don't want to, I'll hit Chicago after rush hour, but I mean, that's really beside the point. You know, I have to be in Ohio, but not till Wednesday morning. So I do have all day Tuesday, but I not, with all the idiots out here, I really don't like to run during the day. So I'll just have to see if I'm going to, what time I'm going to, if I'm going to run it all night, if I can grab a nap. Yet this afternoon before I have to head out. And now it's time for Lee's Bullshit. Hey Lee, how are you doing this evening? Welcome back to the show. I'm ready for summertime. I'm ready for this winter to be over with. Tired of it. (laughs) I hear you, I do. And speaking of winter and winter driving, I'm up here in Wisconsin. I have a sick family member. And so I was doing some visiting over the weekend. And they knew that the snow was coming in. And they're all forecasting up to 8 inches. Well, north of me on Interstate 39, there happened to be not one, not two, but a 20-car pileup involving semi-trucks and cars. And then on 9094, like you're going to Minnesota, there was a 30-car pileup. And videos are on Facebook. So, um, explain to our listeners what they shouldn't be doing or, or how they should be driving during these adverse weather conditions. Well, number one, you, you got to look for your signs, okay? There's all kinds of things that will tell you that, hey, it's icing up, okay? Your mirrors on your truck, number one. Spray coming from your truck. You ain't getting no spray, and it's 15 degrees outside, and stuff is coming down. Hey, might be a good indication that you're getting ice. Watch other vehicles. See if they're kicking spray. I mean, there's just all kinds of things, and just don't be stupid. Just play, slow it down for number one. I mean, you don't know. Just for example, the roads can be fairly clear, but these bridges are a different story. Them dudes will freeze up in a heartbeat. I mean, I, I mean, there's lots. Matter of fact, there was a wreck last Thursday. A guy running in on 40, and the rose was kicking up spray, and he hit that bridge and got stupid, and he went through the guardrail, and he dropped about 20-some-odd feet, probably more than that. And, and he actually landed straight up. I don't know how he did that, but anyway. Wow. But, you know, you just you just gotta you gotta have common sense. Don't get out here and just try to run a hundred mile an hour. Number one, listen to your weather forecast. You can Google that stuff and all kinds of things that couldn't do back in back in the day, but know what you're running into. Try to plan your trip where 
maybe you can plan it where you can run in the daytime. You can see a little more. You know, there's just lots of things. Just have common sense, you know. If you can run through it during the day versus running night, hey, <laughs> naturally you want to run through it during the day where you can kind of see what's going on. There's more cars on the road, but that helps your road in a sense too. Just don't be stupid. Just watch and you can figure it out, I guarantee you. Well, the, I will say that the temperature here in Wisconsin was like in the negative digits, negative 10, negative 12 degrees on Saturday. It got real cold. And then Sunday morning is when all the snow started. So it was warming up. It, the atmosphere was kind of warmer, you know, 20 degrees, right. 25 right. degrees. But that road was still frozen. So what do you have? You got a freaking skating rink out here. But let's go a little bit faster because I got a 4 by 4 and it's jacked up and everything thing and let's go you know 80 mile an hour exactly but like another thing you can do i mean i know there's lots of drivers they like to when they when they scale the truck out they want this much on the trailer and this much on the trailer they try to even it out hey get as much up on that truck as you can that's better traction on your truck like if you got all your weight in the tail end like some of the stuff i haul I'm going down these little hills and stuff in the ice and snow, and it will start to push you. You know, get as much as you can up on your truck. That gives you a little bit better traction. Now, if it's just solid ice, you know, it, it's it even flip a coin to see if you're going to make it or not. Because you don't have one little slip, and, and you're gone. Right. And DOT law says... A driver has the right to either drive or not. Now, that's a law. That's but it comes we, we, we talked about that on a yeah. previous episode right. where that attorney right. was uh, discussing this, that you have to cover your tail in that kind of stuff when the road conditions turn so bad. You better be on your Qualcomm or sending them an email or a text message or something, have it in writing that the roads are too hazardous to drive on, have weather... Um, forecasts and everything you know to send them that you know the weather is turning really bad that i'm you know i have to pull it over it's just getting exactly. too icy it, or whatever you know to drive well some of these companies they don't care about weather or if excuse me they just want their freight serve and hey look i'm behind wheel this truck my life is fake somebody else's life is fake i'm gonna look at it hard okay just I don't want to kill nobody by Rick, and I don't want to sure don't want to kill myself. You know, I mean, have a little sense. I mean, if they get if they get out of hand about it, you're driving for the wrong company. That's all there is to it. And shouldn't should we watch uh, as far as you were talking about spray on the vehicles and stuff? What about the changing of the temperature? Well, you mean like from going from hot down to cold or vice right. versa? Right. Right. When well, it when okay. it's like. You know, 35, 40 degrees, and all of a sudden you hit a pocket that it that temperature drops down to like say what before you know, and the, and the roads are wet. Right, right. Okay, you better expect it. Feel like it's hey, think to yourself, I'm on it. You might not be, but drive like you're on it. Okay, it, it's a lot better. That's for example, I left Texas last Thursday morning. It was 70 degrees. When I hit exit 34 on the turnpike in the nations in Oklahoma, 
the temperature dropped to 29 within like it wasn't even 10 minutes and it was sleeting all kinds of stuff i mean it got that bad that quick but i'm watching my temperature i'm watching my signs i thought uh-huh i'm gonna get into it sure enough i did yeah all the way up but i mean have a little common sense you know like when you're trying to you know driving on that stuff i never match my brake never do i hear a brake now i know a lot of these guys have got these automatics and all them, and I'll be the first day, don't know nothing about them. But, you know, I try to avoid my brakes as little as possible. Some of them make that trailer lock up and skid around or anything like that. Watch your trailer. You know, just don't whip that thing out. Because <laughs> I'll tell you a story. I was, many years ago, I was up north somewhere, we was at a truck stop, and it was bad weather. And uh, me and a couple of guys in there drinking coffee, <laughs> believe that, you know, cutting the book. And uh, we come out of the truck stop, and this guy's trailer actually had moved 45 degrees. Wow. The wind actually caught that thing on the ice and moved it 45 degrees. And we just kind of looked at each other. He said, I don't remember why. I said, I, you didn't, you know, but it actually moved it over. So it so was it, parked. It was parked, and the wind was it, so strong. It was, it was parked, and it come out. And it was at a forty-five degree angle. Wow. Yep. So it did. So it did. So I mean, I mean that ice and stuff. Now loaded, and versus unloaded. Okay, you can kind of squeeze around a little bit more with loaded, but you get empty. You ain't got no traction. You right. ain't got no traction on nothing. You know. You just got to play it smart. Slow down, people. That, I mean, it ain't worth losing your life over or killing somebody trying to hurry up and pick up this hot load or get this hot load there. It's just not worth it. And what about fog? When you're going from, like, cold to warm and all of a sudden early in the morning or even in, in later in the evening, I mean, you run into a fog bank. I'm running in one right now. <laughs> <laughs> right now. It's kind of misting foggy and it's just a lot of people just slow it down you know i mean especially if you do know your roads i mean you got deer and everything else running off where i run and it's slow down you know i mean like i said try to avoid your times if you can trip plan and if you can avoid running like at night or you know before it's daylight do it you know me personally, I hate running in the daylight. I'd rather run at night. I'm one of them people who'd rather run at night. But there's times when the weather's so bad, I have to try to change my schedule if I can get around, you know, my deliveries or whatever I got to do to do this. Because you, you can't see, okay? I mean, when you can't see, that makes it even worse. Exactly. some of this fall. So yeah, exactly. Now, last week I reported on a gentleman that followed his GPS and went over an 88 year old bridge that only had a six ton limit well an update to that story as I reported today is that a language barrier what could have been the cause of him going over that six ton bridge and boy you wouldn't believe the comments that everybody posted on Facebook when someone shared this from CDL life that if they can't read English, he shouldn't be having a CDL. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I'll give you a little something happened to me about two hours ago. That driver didn't speak a bit of English. Well, there's one thing he understood. 
sign language. He understood that. He got that man. He got that man. You know what I mean? I know you kidding me. You know, I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, an 80-year-old bridge, I'm in there, the big old sign there, said weight limit. Yeah, it did. It did. You know, it was, and the thing, half of them don't, all they know, well, I'm under 80,000 pounds. Yeah, it and was, most of the weightlands were by the ton. It was six ton bridge. and Six tons? Six oh ton God. bridge. It was an old steel overhead bridge. And he, I don't know how he got that trailer on there, but he got the truck and trailer on there, collapsed the whole thing right in the creek in Arkansas somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, that goes back to some of the, you know, the English and everything like that. I mean, it, it, I don't see how they could do it. That's like me and you going across seas or another country and get in a truck and try to drive it. We wouldn't have a clue on what to do. Right. I mean... You know, other than driving the truck. Right. You know, I mean, they go jumping over running that left lane. I get scared. I'm not want to run out in the ditch and get out of the way, right? <laughs> right. So, but uh, I don't know. They need to. I wish that they would come down on some of this stuff going on and enforce it a little more than they are. I, 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 I really do because actually trucking. All the crap I got to put up with, it's really a good job if you got the right, if you're running for the right people, you have a bunch of fun, just like there's people run on my account that I run, we cut up, you know, give each other a hard time all the time, you know, and even going to our places we're going to drop, we'll, if we see a wreck or something, we'll call them, hey, you got a wreck or so-and-so, or, you know, try to help the other driver out, and it reminds me so much of the old days. Right. That's the way it used to be. And that's what a bunch of us do. Now, don't get me wrong now. We've got some that uh, they're the newer generation and they just, you know, do their thing. And we kind of separate ourselves. We do our thing. But every once in a while, I'll get a phone call about, okay, I got a problem with this. And I, I try to help them out, you know, tell them what I know or whatever. So, but that's. That's not here or there, but anyway, so. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and let you get back to it because I know you have deliveries that you have to make, so I appreciate you popping in to the cafe again this week, and we'll talk to you next week and keep the shiny side up. It sounds like a good day to me. Y'all be safe. God bless. I greatly, greatly appreciate all of you who tune in every week to join me here at the cafe. I love all of my listeners. I greatly appreciate it. If you are new to Cafe and you would like to check us out, at the bottom of every show in the description of the episode, on our website at juliastruckingcafe.com, I have included links that I've listed on other places that you can find me. Please follow me on iHeartRadio. Subscribe to my YouTube channel and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I'm also on Google Play under the podcast app. If you're on Facebook, don't forget to like us, stop by, and also join our discussion group at Julia's Truck and Cafe Regulars, which is on Facebook as well. I share recipes and videos on our website at juliastruckandcafe.com. 
And I would please, if you wouldn't mind, subscribe to our email list. I will send you each week the show notes right to your inbox. This way, you don't have to keep coming back to the website. I mean, I appreciate that you do. And I'm, all, I'm trying to find videos, and I always have to ask permission for videos of our page of stupid shit that drivers do. So please keep returning to the website to see the new updates for that page. In the future, I'll have new things coming out. And if you're subscribed to our email list, you will have heads up on all the new stuff that is coming. Before I forget, please feel free to leave a comment either on our Facebook, on YouTube, on the bottom of the podcast. Do you like it? You don't like it? Um, How the sound quality is? I read each and every comment. If you like the show um, and you would like to become a supporter to the show, there is a link on how you can do that. At my Patreon account, you become a monthly supporter of the show. Right now, I am putting in about um, 200 hours a week of my time and resources of doing this show weekly. I like to keep it free for everybody, but if you can, I'm not, you know, you don't have to um, if you don't want to, but if you would, I'd greatly appreciate anybody that would like to become a sponsor. Please, you know, click on that link to the Patreon account. There are a few things that you get as far as um, a private chat room, which is what's called a Discord which is a, a private chat with me. I start having weekly chats uh, just about trucker topics or about anything, weather conditions, whatever. Um, and it, it's two different ways that you could subscribe. And they it is all right there at the link. It has the description. Sorry about that. My, you can also, if you have an idea for an upcoming show, please feel free to email me. My email is under the contact page at juliastruckatcafe.com. So I appreciate Lee taking the time out again this week to um, do his Lee's bullshit. And I hope everyone stays safe out there and keep the shiny side up. Until next week, have a blessed week. Yeah, we got a little old convoy. Ain't she a beautiful sign?